0: I personally love listening to audiobooks, and I don't know, I always enjoy it so much more when the author himself or herself is able to read the book.
1: I'm someone who gestures a lot when I talk, and so I discovered pretty quickly that if I moved around, if I gestured at all, it would create noise, and we couldn't have
2: that. I enjoy listening to audiobooks while driving and flying because it's kind of what I would define as net time. I'm able to absorb some good information. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their
0: audiobooks.
1: In this episode, meet naturopathic medical doctor Alan Christensen, cognitive psychologist Therese Houston, and retired Navy SEAL commander Rich Divini. Listen in to hear how each of these authors was inspired to write their books in order to help others, and then discover what it was like for them to be in the recording booth. Enjoy.
0: Hi, this is Dr. Alan Christensen, author of The Thyroid Reset Diet. I wrote my book because new findings have shown that thyroid disease can be reversible, and nothing else has really talked about this, so I was just excited to share this and get this information out to the public. I was inspired by a couple of decades of practice treating thyroid disease and always seeing people want more solutions and want ways that their diet could be part of their recovery. So I was really happy to see this as an answer. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, (laughs) that word would be engaging. Why? It really helped me think through the material again and think about ways that, you know, I could word things differently in future writing and also just to be excited about the book being released to the public. I'm happy that I was able to narrate the book myself. I personally love listening to audiobooks, and I don't know, I always enjoy it so much more when the author himself or herself is able to read the book. The experience is just much deeper because they understand the material, they have a passion and understanding about it, and it's just not the same when someone else is doing it. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast, well, I can think a lot of people that have wonderful voices, (laughs) that are much, much better voices, but it would have been different. Yeah, I was happy to do this myself because this was my idea and my, my work. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was, boy, the most recent one that I listened to, I certainly did love, and that was Overkill by Dr. Paul Offit. It was surprising. There's so many things that we do routinely in medicine that were based on good ideas, but the ideas have come and gone. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is pretty much any moment I have downtime that I'm able to, if I'm ever driving on my own or commuting. Most of my exercise sessions that are not high-intensity, I like audiobooks, so yeah, pretty much any spare moment. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Feeling better is often the first sign of your thyroid starting to reset. The most common symptoms of thyroid disease are fatigue, stubborn weight hair loss, and forgetfulness. When the cells of the muscles, fat, hair follicles, and brain respond to thyroid hormones again, you'll get your energy, your memory, and your body back. Because this first change takes place inside the cells, it can happen before the blood levels change.
1: Hi, this is Therese Houston, author of Let's Talk, Make Effective Feedback Your Superpower. I wrote my book because I realized that some of the most important moments, at least the most memorable moments in my career, were feedback moments, either times that I was giving or receiving feedback. And it's clear to me that we all deserve great feedback, but we don't all receive great feedback, and I'm really hoping to change that. I was inspired to write my book because I'd read this article by Shelley Carell and her colleagues. She's a sociologist at Stanford. She had this fascinating article in Harvard Business Review indicating that women receive vague feedback compared to men at work. It's one of the studies that I talk about in the book. And when I read this, I thought wait a second, there's research on how feedback works and doesn't work and what kind of feedback we give one another. And it lit a fire in me to want to learn more. And I began reading that there was lots of research. As I began to read that research, I wanted to write a book about gender and feedback. But I was exploring this possibility in 2017 and 2018. And at that point, I soon learned as I began to talk with editors that people weren't buying as many books on women and leadership. My editor informed me that after Lean In, there had been a surge. Lots of people were buying books on women and leadership, but that those had really turned to a trickle. And so they were less interested in having me write an entire book on gender bias and feedback, but that they were very interested in having that as a theme within a larger book that covered issues around giving feedback to everyone in the office. I had to think about that, but I realized this could actually be a big win because a book about gender and feedback would be likely read by plenty of women, but I might not get as many male managers reading a book about gender and feedback, whereas the book that I did write, I think, is one that managers of any gender will pick up and find fascinating but the message is still there, that there's gender bias and feedback. So my hope is that I'm managing to reach more male supervisors than I might have if I just stuck to my original idea. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be hard. It was much more physically demanding than I expected. I thought the hardest part was going to be staying hydrated and I'm someone who gestures a lot when I talk. And so I discovered pretty quickly that if I moved around, if I gestured at all, it would create noise, and we couldn't have that. We couldn't have the sound of my arms moving. So I had to sit really still, and that was much harder than I expected. So it's a funny aspect of the way that I communicate that sitting still for a couple of hours on end was tricky. I realized I had trouble pronouncing especially That word, especially, I would say it is especially instead of especially. That was a tough word for me, and I also stumbled over the word imagine. And we came to the conclusion it probably reflects some accent from northeastern Ohio that I have. (laughs) Those two words gave me trouble. I'm proud that I was able to tell these stories. There were so many great people that I interviewed And I'm really proud that I was able to tell their stories with some of the emphasis that they used when we were having these conversations. I really feel proud that I was able to capture some of what they were passionate about or what they were frustrated by. It's a real honor to tell their stories. I'm excited for listeners to hear how much research there is on feedback. I'm a social scientist by training, and I, I love research. And even I was surprised how much research there was examining what good feedback looks like and what kind of mistakes people make in feedback. And I'm excited to bring that to readers and listeners. I think there's so much there that we can get from the research that I didn't know about. If I wasn't the person to record my audiobook, I would love if Maya Angelou had been the one to record it. She's unfortunately passed away, but I heard her speak, gosh, it was probably back in 2001, 2002, and she was just so powerful. She was telling stories of her own life as well as reading some of her poetry, and that would have been the dream to have her narrate my book. The last great audiobook that I listened to was Indistractable by Nir Eyal. I tend to listen to a lot more nonfiction as audiobooks, and his book was fabulous because it's a productivity book about how to get focused and stay focused. I read a lot of books that could be helpful, but this is one of those rare books where you actually immediately apply some of his ideas, and it does. You immediately become more productive and more focused. I was really impressed and really got a lot from his book. I love listening to audiobooks in my car. I get so much out of them. And I know that I'm really engaged when I pull into my driveway and I just sit there and I keep listening. <laughs> I don't I don't get out of the car. And, you know, 10 minutes can go by and I've, I've just sat there wrapped in the driver's seat, not being able to tear myself away. And, and that's, for me, a real sign of a great audiobook. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. When employees talk about feedback, they usually mention two kinds positive and negative. When managers talk about feedback, they tactfully avoid the word negative and promise feedback that's constructive instead. These labels aren't all that useful because if you're on the receiving end, you don't need them. You know immediately if what you're hearing about yourself is positive or negative. But there's a better way of categorizing feedback. As a people manager, You want to distinguish three kinds, appreciation, coaching, and evaluation.
2: This is Rich Divini. I wrote my book because I wanted to dive more deeply into human behavior and human performance, and specifically human performance and behavior in uncertainty, challenge, and stress. I'm fascinated with what causes people to do what they do. And I'm fairly convinced based on my own experience that a lot of that is elemental. And there's certainly a training aspect of it. But I'm more interested in just how we behave without the training, you know, how we show up. So that's why I wrote the book, just to dive into that and hopefully help people figure that out for themselves. I was inspired by the idea that I got to look at this so Deeply and with such focus when I was in the military, because it really provided such a visceral laboratory, really, to explore this and to research it. And then when I got out of the military a few years ago, I realized there was a gap in the information for businesses and teams, and they really benefited from me talking about this. So I was really inspired to kind of get that word out. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be difficult. It's not often that we, certainly me, but I would imagine most adults are in this category, that we read aloud in such a way that we are being recorded and have to really enunciate and pronunciate. So to have to focus on specific words, how words roll together and string together, both grammatically and with the proper pronunciation, enunciation, and inflection, was surprisingly more difficult than I thought. But ultimately, it was an experience that I found at least satisfying and enjoyable at certain points. I realized that I had trouble pronouncing more words than I thought. Um, Any type of brain science word, plasticity, occipital lobe, hippocampus, you know, that type of stuff, I found difficult to pronounce. But more difficult, I found, was sometimes words that got rolled together, you know, so consistently, for some reason, I had like five times in one sentence, and that became quite a challenge. I'm proud that I was able to do this myself, and I'm excited that listeners will hear me speaking, because I've listened to audiobooks before that weren't, or certainly nonfiction audiobooks that were not narrated by the author. And for some reason I just feel like it's just more genuine when the author is reading it. So I'm proud that I was able to read it myself and and excited that the listeners will be able to hear me read it to them. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Morgan Freeman. I just think he has the best voice ever, and regardless of content, it's going to sound good and make people want to listen. And if nothing else, put you in a nice calm mood and maybe to sleep. The last audiobook that I listened to and really loved and literally just finished was Better, Faster, Stronger by Charles Duhigg. Really great book and lays out a lot of different cool tools to make work and productive work more efficient and more productive. A lot of good clues in there. And Charles Duhigg just is a really great guy as well. So it was fun to listen to. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is while driving. Other than while I'm flying on an airplane, driving and flying on an airplane are probably the two only places I listen to audiobooks. Other than that, I I usually just read, but I enjoy listening to audiobooks while driving and flying because it's kind of what I would define as net time. I'm able to absorb some good information at a time where I have time, but I'm not able to actively read. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Attributes are wired into our internal circuitry, always running in the background, dictating how we behave and react and perform. Think of them as the computer code behind an app on your phone. You tap an icon and a program opens, maybe your email or a game or the weather forecast. That's a visible behavior, an obvious and predictable cause and effect. Tap open. For most people on most days, that's enough information to work with. If I touch this icon, a certain thing will happen. And if I touch this one, a different yet still certain thing will happen. Apply a skill and get a result. What most people never consider though are the thousands of lines of code. The average iPhone app has 50,000 that determine how an app functions. Think of that code as a collection of attributes. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.
1: For more Behind the Mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.